Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Four Idiots and a Dream. It's the best show ever. No, it could, it's objectively, like, don't, objectively. Don't shake your head, Tony. It's, this show is amazing. <laughs> We've okay. gotten five stars from nobody. That's how good we are. Nobody's a big, a big deal. So. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows nobody. Everybody knows nobody. Somebody He's knows cool. nobody. Nobody's great. Right, we're done. We're done. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to it and welcome in today on episode four we're gonna be doing reviewing we're, we're diving in and giving our first toe dip of reviews and we are starting with maybe a little bit of a controversial one in our group of book of boba fett i'm sorry the book of boba fett you're damn right, you there. get the name right. I forget that. Copyright <laughs> right. infringement. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves a the. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. Deserves a the. We'll hit you with an art book. Mandalorian. Because <laughs> I don't have the book of Boba Fett art yet. <laughs> <laughs> and just so everyone's aware, full spoilers. We don't care if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, you probably shouldn't be watching. Watching, yeah. listening. Yeah. We're watching. That's right. Listen. We'll watch it. Podcast. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was Dude. not expecting that. Sponsored by Meow Mix. All <laughs> oh, that fucking Meow yeah, Mix. What is the cat's initial thoughts of Book of Boba Fett? Oh. All right. Good it. show, guys. <laughs> All right. We'll wrap it See up. Y'all well, that was day. good. <laughs> that was an easy day. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, what are your guys' initial thoughts of the Book of Boba Fett? We've kind of talked about it on previous episodes, and we know Tony loves it. I, I do. It's um, it's flawed. I will give everyone that it's flawed, but I thoroughly sure. enjoyed it. You can mm. love stuff that's flawed. Look at us. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think it's knowing is being able to say, hey, it is flawed, but I can still love it. But I know mm. that it has the yeah. My, my um, goal is to not die on any hills today. So, yeah, actually, I want to get Sam was probably the, the last one to watch it most recently as he binged it all yesterday. Oh, my God. So, Good man, <laughs> he, he did his homework. He did it late, but he did his homework. Well, you know, some of us have to work all week. Hey, oh, yeah. no. I, that didn't stop me from watching it. Yes. it lazy son of a bitch. <laughs> lazy. Yeah, lazy. I can't watch TV. That's how tired yeah, I am. It's just so lazy. But um, with the fresh in your mind, give us your thoughts. I enjoy it. I definitely think it is worth a watch at least once. I, however, probably won't go back to rewatch it for a couple years, honestly. Or unless something hmm. major starts happening, like Book of Boba Fett 2, you know, Exodus or, uh, you know, something else. But I'm really just, it, it felt more fan servicey like we discussed last week, at, at least especially near the end. And it really started to annoy me how many scenes from other movies they were trying to put into this TV show. Examples? Uh, King Kong, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then when, when they set the uh, explosive in the club, 
it reminded me so much of the opening for Untouchables. And I was just like, I was like, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I love Untouchables, the gangster. But I was like, you're already doing so much in this movie with its Western motifs. Mm-hmm. Why, why are we trying to add all this other stuff into it? Let it stand on its Western motifs. Right. And, and a lot of that, I think, comes from the fact that Robert Rodriguez, um, the director, he's done like, um, oh, God, what was that movie? The Grindhouse movie with the chick with the machine gun leg. Yeah. Oh. And, um, so so he, he, yeah. he's, he's very incredible. much... Um, he he likes to pay homage to a lot of stuff, which again, I, I I I I don't mind it. But like I said with you, I think it got a little to the point where it was like he threw a little too much in. Maybe like they were mm-hmm. still fun, but yeah, I definitely um, definitely felt like yeah, they should have stuck with sort of one or less motif. I, I think that's that's just because he was so directly involved with this, being a producer or executive sure. producer and directing like the majority of the series. And I get that, wanting to throw your little stuff into movies. That's cool, because it does Mm -hmm. kind of tie yourself together, and it does show that, hey, you know, I concentrate on all of my movies, and I enjoy all of my movies, because I'm willing to throw it into other of my movies. The same time, I'm like, we don't care, to a degree. I'm glad (laughs) you do, but you're getting a paycheck Mm -hmm. for these movies. I have to watch them and enjoy them, you know? So, congratulations, you're getting paid at the end of the day, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I want to watch a good show, not filled with other shows I should go watch to get the reference. Mm. But so, I, then again, I'm also, you know. <laughs> yeah, so Nick, I think you're the only one that hasn't ever like actually said anything about the Book of Boba Fett on the show. I've just been thinking oh. about what my opinions are of it. I think it's it's really good, but it's it's got an aesthetic mismatch going on. Mm-hmm. And I know that they, I feel like they did that on purpose. We talk a lot about the toy box premise. It's like all your toys kind of just got mixed together in the middle of the floor and you filmed something based off of that. But some of it's a little bit too weird for me, like the moped gang. Oh I'm my like, God. Yeah. It's like, that feels so out there and they're like Power Rangers characters and they're never really endearing and they're kind of just punk kids with guns. Mm-hmm. I don't get that shit. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, like they mix the Western motif. Sorry, Tony. They mix the Western motif with like a cyberpunk element. Mm-hmm. It's a little like so. and like and with those like part of me is like, why have we not seen like the whole droid experiment, like mm-hmm. like modding yourself before? But at the same time, with like how cyborg Vader is and like Luke's hand, I feel like that's just a point where people were like, yeah, if you lose a limb, we just put a robot. You one just on put it. a new yeah, thing. That's just a. And it's, it's, it's really cool. There's a lot of external lore that I love. Like the Bacta shit is awesome. You know, they actually yeah. explain how Bacta works. Most people don't know how Bacta works. They're just like, well, just, most people don't even know what it is. Like, why is it, it in is. water? Right. And it's like stuff like that is really cool. Go ahead. No, no, no. That was me. I, I, was, like, oh. I was like, what the fuck is a Bacta tank? Play Republic so, Commando. Dan. So that's cool. You know, it's, it's a really. I love Republic Commando. This show really is for people that know a shitload about Star Wars. It really sure. is. It, it's it, if you don't, it's still fun, but you're gonna miss so much stuff. <laughs> like mm-hmm. so much stuff is gonna go over your head, and that's fine. Um, but it is interesting that there's. I mean, Sam is making a great point. There's a barrier of entry to this show. Hundred percent. Like you Absolutely. cannot come off the street and just watch this show. I mean, if you can try, you know, but it's gonna be awkward, and you're gonna be like, "Who the fuck are the Pikes? What the fuck is Spice?" What, what is, I mean, 
What? What's a crate dragon? I'm sorry. What? Where? All of this is coming out of left field. You can date Jawas? <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, uh, furry? Which is, uh, apparently is the thing. And it's well, just like. <laughs> and and the, the furry Jawa thing stems back from an the early like one of the earliest scripts of the Ooh. first movie mm-hmm. of him describing them as like furry creatures. So again, Ooh. that's like deep dive to the point of like, you know, you're seeing fucking you know shit with luminary stuff in the bottom of the ocean stuff right but that's that's right. the stuff i like though that's the stuff i can really enjoy because it mm-hmm. it sounds it, it sounds like it should just be part of the show but mm-hmm. knowing that deep dive stuff you can get that deeper understanding of it and sure. you can chuckle inside and then you can point to your friend who doesn't know that and go blah 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 and your friend can go oh my god shut up i just want to watch this tv show and go yeah sure that's great <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and like going back to the the mods, the gang, like the other thing mm-hmm. that I think that really was was bizarre about them is that they mm-hmm. looked like a Coruscant gang mm-hmm. from the prequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's like, very if, true. If, yeah. if I would have seen that in like episode one to three, I would have sure. been like, all right, cool. Whatever. I'll let that pass. That's normal. But like on Tatooine, they're so fucking clean. Like everyone How else is covered in How do you keep that bike filth. clean? That bike is covered in shit. All yeah. right at the time. <laughs> but not, not only that, he goes, we're scouting them on the perimeter so that nobody can get to us. They'll, they'll see them before they see us coming. What do you mean? You're going to look across the street and see these fuckers are like going, ah, look at you. It's no wonder they, they stole all that water so they could wash their fucking bikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, me, for me, Book of Boba Fett, like I don't hate it, I don't love it, and mm-hmm. I probably won't watch it again unless I'm really bored. Because one, like Nick said, it does too many things. Like it, it mm-hmm. did, I feel like they should have just stuck with like a motif. And then I also don't like the Mandalorian shoved, like half a Mandalorian season shoved in the middle of it. It is and a little weird that they did that. Where Boba Fett's in the two episodes for a minute of total <laughs> screen time. <laughs> Says like five well, lines and then fucks off. Technically, the fifth one, he doesn't even show up. He's yeah, only he's, credited because he's in the the previously part. Yeah, like and and for for that for those episodes, like I, again, I agree. Like they should have stuck with the motif of just like you know, like the whole point with him with the sand people. I get that, but they should have stuck strictly between like him and the pikes. The whole mod game could have been eliminated. I don't mind them doing the whole like, hey, we need muscle. Let's bring in Mando. And mm. just cut to Fennec yeah. finding him at the port. Like, we can That's catch fine. up with him later. Mm. Like, you know, because I feel like that whole episode, like, I feel like the bit where he find, he goes back to what's left of his covert and, like, that whole part I was okay with because it sort of progressed his story enough to why he wound back on Tatooine. We didn't need to see him rebuilding a fucking starfighter mm-hmm. for the last, like... 20 minutes yeah. only for mm-hmm. Fennec to show up like at the last minute to be like hey you know remember remember us we're th- we're the main part of the show but like I feel like they could have brought him in just fine but yeah. they should have stuck with just the kind of gangster like the pikes and fucking campaign mm-hmm. well you, know and then, you just said oh sorry no 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 go ahead Nick, go I ahead. had to interject on this because it makes what Anthony said just like ignited something in my brain I think Robert Rodriguez really wants to do an anthology series like have you guys seen visions that anime star wars thing i haven't yet some of them are really good not all of them are good but some of them are fucking you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that's what what he wants 
Yeah, he wants to do like a, ma- a matrix, whatever the fuck they called that. You, you know, animations. Uh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, or, um, or like Halo Legends. He wants to do something yes. like that. Mm, uh, from what okay. I can tell, that's my guess. And he he's kind of trying to do that with the Mandalorian to some extent. Mm-hmm. So. And I feel like with him being that sort of director, and I'm not I'm not at all you know this is not throwing shade at John Favreau or Dave Filoni mm-hmm. because I feel like they're very focused on Star Wars that's sort of their mm-hmm. main their main pull whereas Rodriguez pulls from a lot of stuff which again is great mm-hmm. but I feel like the, those references you're making and all that that should go mm-hmm. in an anthology or less of I mean like like again like Danny Trejo just shows up as the Rancor handler for like <laughs> yeah. 15 yeah. minutes which which again is 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 fine but that's only because they're like hey look machete and you're like okay. i'm surprised you didn't feed the rank or trejo's tacos to make it stronger <laughs> 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 why, why did you oh. waste him why did you waste him for such a small piece he could like I, again they probably went to him and said hey we want you to play in star wars and he said 15 minutes of my time is all you get pay me a paycheck mm-hmm. but i'm also or it was just like, like hey hey, we have a cameo, do you want it? Yes or no kind of a thing. And that's fine. But again, Mm. if we cut down the Mando episode, we could have focused on Boba Fett, I don't Mm -hmm. know, training with the Rancor because he Mm -hmm. has like one episode where he's petting it. And then the next thing he's like, motherfuckers, I'm riding this bitch. Oh, and it's big. Yeah, he mentions he wants to ride it, learn how to ride it. You're like, oh, that'd be cool to see it. Oh, no, he's just riding it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, and then another thing is I wanted to see more of a dark, gritty underworld of Tatooine, mm, mm-hmm. and I felt like they spent too long on his backstory of what mm. to make him where he is now. And like when the huts, the huts come in in the, the second episode or whatever, and they're like, "This is our planet," and he goes, "No, it's mine." And they go, "Okay," and they fuck off. <laughs> no, I was not like, even that. What? Yeah. They're like, "The Pikes are running the spice trade. We don't want to get involved." Are you fucking kidding me? For as like a gangster, that's the perfect business opportunity mm. to just get in on. You would sit there and go, oh, we can take over this entire territory because we used to own it. So we know all the retail. We know everything about it. So we can now corner the spice trade market on Tatooine and kick the pikes off, gaining more territory. So they, they do sort of cover that. They talk about how the huts would rather it sit out. So the huts sat that out to see who would win. So my mm-hmm. guess is if they do a second season, he's going to then face the huts like he should have. I just don't understand why they're like, yeah, we're deciding to not do any of this. So mm-hmm. keep our Wookiee assassin who's a badass. Oh, and also here's a rancor just just in case. Yeah. That, that, I I all right, and then, sorry, but with the whole Rancor thing, I love it. I thought it was cool. Again, it's a very cool thing to watch. Mm-hmm. You have two starfighters parked yeah, in the hangar at the palace. <laughs> That's a good point. We watched you in a previous episode jump into Slave One and massacre an entire swoop bike gang. Just blow them up without even any chance of survival. Mm. Why did you not get that and just go, hey, look it. There's mm-hmm. two giant droids marching down the main street. Dunk, 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 dunk. Yeah. Or, or, or Mando jumping into his Naboo Starfighter and going, zip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 again, I know why. It's also right, like, but it's still mm-hmm. kind of like, hmm. But, it, but it, it just makes you go, okay, the show writers had this, like they were doing, they were playing with their action figures. Mm-hmm. And then they said, how do we make a storyline out of this? And they went, mm-hmm. uh, this, this, and this. And anybody <laughs> that turned their brains on for the show went, hey, 
that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool because in the original Star Wars Episode Four, why did they only send four TIE fighters after us? Man, that was so hard. They let us get away because mm-hmm. they did. And that's the right. cool point about it is everybody sure. knows, but they still have to do it. And there's a reason they still have to do it because they are the only ones with the information. Everything right. kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to sit there and go, why didn't they just grab their air power to decimate mm-hmm. a ground force? That Well, go ahead, Nick. No, no, I, I was just reacting. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, think, I think part of the show, and again, this just might be me being a super fan and that's, that's fine. Um, but like part, I, I inferred that, you know, again, thinking about that, like if they take up like, you know, two, a gunship and a fighter, yes, they mm-hmm. would absolutely blow shit out of the water. And mm-hmm. I know this is a half-assed excuse because, you know, a Rancor ran around rampaging and those, you know, you had giant spider droidica things blowing everything up as well but i i feel like part of that was them being like well we have jetpacks that's better air support and also like we don't want to completely carpet bomb all of mos espa i and i was actually thinking about that i was like yeah you don't want it you want to limit civilian casualties i i understand that especially with what's going on with real world implications right now however uh, the three families had already turned on you. You told them to stay neutral. They didn't. Anybody still left over, enemy combatant. Especially if you're going for that dark, gritty gangster. This is my fucking town. Don't mess with me. Mm, right. that, that's and, that, and that's why I'm sitting there just going. And it would have also given that like sense of, hey, you decide to start messing with me. I can just call my air support and I still win mm-hmm. the day. Mm-hmm. Um, again, though, it's just, it, it was cool. Oh, and then the, dro- the spidery droids looked more like something out of Terminator than out of Star Wars. They just look out of place. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. Sorry. Until, they, just, until they put the droidica shield over them. Yeah. But well, yeah. If it, if it wasn't for the, the actual cannons, they look act, they look like the droidica's cannons as well. But I agree. Mm-hmm. If you take that in like the three-eye line, which looks like a buzz droid from episode three, mm-hmm. if you take those away, it looks extremely Terminator-esque, which they already made a reference to in the fucking... Um, the purge of Mandalore that we saw in that Mando season 2.5 where with all of the K2 droids walking around and Mm, scattered helmets everywhere. It was so Terminator. And like, I feel like that's one of the few aesthetic things that they sort of paid homage to that actually works as far as like how Mm. bad the purge it seems to be every time we're told about it. Mm. So, well, and and then the, uh, uh, Fett walking into the biker bar scene and not going to say anything, not going to say anything, beat everybody up. Walk outside, steal everybody's bikes and fly away. I'm like, you could have just stolen everybody's bikes. You didn't have to go in there and beat everybody up. It's not like you dragged their keys on the way out the door. Yes, it's not did. like you. It's not like you did like a Terminator thing where you're like, give me your shirt. I'm because I'm in this white onesie that I did. So yeah, I I thought that was great because I I love watching Tamara Morrison beat ass. <laughs> I, I it was cool, but it just felt oh no. There's one thing I want to kind of pick at. You guys have kept mentioning it, the toy box motif, where it's mm-hmm. like they were just playing with action figures and that came. that's how the show came to fruition. Do you guys like that style? I think it's got pros and cons. Sam, I think it's a very good start. You can't shake your head. No. I think it's a good way to start something. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I have, I have a great way of putting this, in my opinion. Yes, go ahead. The way they said that they had George R. R. Martin do Elden Ring was he just kind of built the world. 
like a base for it. He didn't make every all the detailed names and stuff. He just kind of gave them a basic concept. That's what I think this toy box thing should be. You're just fucking around. You get some ideas. Oh, that would be fun if we could put this with this. We could put that with that. But then you got to kind of take a step back and say, okay, now we have to logically, or at least within reason, logically connect this stuff mm-hmm. so that it's not just like fan service, fan fiction, you know, nonsense. Because like I think what we've kind of discussed here is that some of this stuff is really out there. Yeah. <laughs> like they really were just kind of like, I'll just go. Well, like, 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 of course, when you're playing with a Rancor toy, you're going to be like, oh, I can have him climb a tower and swatting shit out of the right. air. And he goes, right. and like, um, because, like, for me, like, the toy box thing, like, again, I think that's a cool idea, Nick, of like, use mm-hmm. it to build the world and kind of sure. get the idea. But eventually, you're going to end up like Darth Helmet with the little action <laughs> figures and be like, exactly. oh, Princess Vespa, I have <laughs> you right where I want you. Don't kiss me. <laughs> like, Exactly. I feel attacked. <laughs> I'm gonna come over to Tony's house. We gotta get the no, footage this. Me. We gotta get the footage of this. No, I, I Walk agree. Come my like, door. I, no, I Amy, I'm not playing with my action figures. No, no she's very well aware that I do. <laughs> playing with his action figures again. Yep. Um, <laughs> But no, it's I, I feel like it is a good way to build stuff because like they, they do mention that as like season one of the Mandalorian where a lot of that inspiration was them being like, Oh yeah, we were just like kind of going through it as if we were like doing stuff with action figures and whatnot. And again, I think that's that's a great way to creatively build a series and like put it like Nick said, like put a base like foundation down that you can draw from. But I feel like like in, like any art project, you need to eventually stop and take a step back and look at it. Right. Like, and I, and I get that you being the director or the producer, whatever, means that you get to it's it's your show essentially. But I feel like that's that's one of the cons of this Boba Fett mm-hmm. is that a lot of it was. I feel like because the director is a little bit more artsy than say the other two that did Mando and like even like Deborah Chow and all the other people that actually directed Mando one and two. Mm-hmm. I feel like a little bit of that essence was lost. Like it's still, it's still star Wars, but it's mm-hmm. leaning more like prequel sequel and kind of like, okay, that's a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. they do so much fan service to episode one of all. Re- all it is interesting. A lot like, of episode one stuff. Yeah. Like the yeah. whole, the episode five is like a love story to episode one. I'm like, does anybody like that movie? <laughs> like, I, I there, recently, there are things in that movie. I I like, I sure, do. there are things in the movie that are cool, like the pod racing and the Naboo starfighters are pretty. I like cool. the. It has nostalgia vibes yeah. for me. Sure. It's the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters. Sure, yeah, uh, me too. I'm so. making a good movie. I, I, I'm <laughs> saying it's not. I'm True. not going to sit here and defend episode one, you know, or anything. I am going to sit here and say. I can go in, watch the first part of episode one where Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon escape the uh, droid carrier and just go, that makes me happy inside. This just makes me feel happy. But it's also because of those that's, perfect nostalgia. That's one of my favorite editing things of all time. And it, when they're getting shot by the droids and all of a sudden they just go, whoosh, and go flying down the hallway. <laughs> I love that part. It's <laughs> amazing. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to sidetrack here for a sec because I just recently watched, we just went through the prequels because that's how fucking bored we were, I guess. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, also because Kenobi's coming out and like, yeah. I, Z and the okay, writer, yeah. I'm so excited. Um, 
but yeah, I don't remember that whoosh because I wa- I had the original VHS and I just remember them like running away. I don't remember a Phew! like what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, they book it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, looks like full speed. I know, <laughs> no, but no, I, under, I understand. It. I understand what they're doing. I just don't remember that part, which is just like okay. Um, but <laughs> interesting point. I don't. I did not get a lot of nostalgia vibes from that because. I actually saw the the re-release of the original trilogy in theaters before I saw the prequels and all that. Mm. So I I, I understand what they're doing. Like, I'm like, yeah, you have Beggar's Canyon and then you have the pod race thing and the Naboo Starfighter, which I'm all kind of lukewarm on. Luke. Um, Uh, And it killed him. But well, that's all, folks. That was a great show. It's all right. <laughs> a pun was made. The, the a pun was made. It was a Put really good Star Wars pun. Right there. What? I win a game. <laughs> Tony wins the podcast, and we're done forever. All right. Here we go. It's over. Four right, episodes, and I killed it. Yes. He accomplished um, the dream. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but for me, the only real, like, nostalgic parts of that movie is, like, the Darth Maul fight, like legit. Mm. The only thing I like was Darth Maul, Qui Gon, and Obi Wan doing badass lightsaber shit. Because before we had more traditional, like, zzz, bzz, and they're like mm-hmm. doing, you know, Ray Parks is just being Ray Park and just wee. Uh, Ray Park. <laughs> so my favorite part about that fight is the move yeah. he does that like butterfly flip double thing. You can do that in Jedi Academy, like the exact combination. I remember, which is really cool, actually. (laughs) My favorite part is when he points at the random debris on the ground and yeets it into the corner for no reason. (laughs) He's like, "Get out of here, Um, debris!" I love. He opens the door. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, he does. He opens the door with that. He hits the door because he slams the door control. I never noticed that. I thought he was like, "Whoa, get out of here, boy!" It looks like he does it twice, though, because the way his arm gesture moves, because he goes back. Backwards, and then he brings his arm real quick forward <laughs> and then back down. So it looks like he's throwing debris beside him in both directions. See, now that's cool. Now comes. that I know he opens the damn door, I thought he was just throwing shit. Like, <laughs> but yeah, for me, um, the, the most nostalgic thing of episode one is the pod racing because of the video game that spawned from it yeah, for the M64 cool. episode cool. one racer. Because mm-hmm. that I put as a as a young boy, I put too many hours into that game. People online say and, it's the best prequel game. <laughs> dude, it's good. And it's yeah. on Switch, and I bought that shit. Woo. Played through it, so, and I was like, wow, that was fun. This game actually sucks now. <laughs> nah, it's still pretty good. But anyway. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think, yeah, I, I'm glad that they did the nostalgia hit, because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of shit to homage in just Star Wars alone. Mm-hmm. But like we've like we mentioned, I feel like a lot of it was either like outdrawn or out of place or yeah. done just for the sake of doing it. Well, and nostalgia's fine. It's just when you'd make it like too much. For instance, episode six of Book of Boba Fett, it's too much. And they kind of do it poorly. But um, let's kind of move into pros and cons of like not just like the episodes and the story or whatever, but of the show in general. Uh, pro for me, the theme song and the music. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, very good. Ludwig, Ludwig does such a good job of the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett music. It's insane. He's such a good composer. Fantastic. I love the guy. He also did um, 
uh, Tenet, and uh, I believe Ooh. he worked on Black Panther as well. Nice. Yeah, he, he won an phenomenal. Academy Award for Black Panther. Ooh, damn right. Um, Deserve that shit. And the reason he did Tenet, it's a good tangenting here, was uh, Hans Zimmer usually does um, oh, all of Nolan's films, thank you, but he was not available doing Dune, so they brought in Ludwig, oh. and Tenet probably has the best score of any of his movies. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what about what about for you guys? What's a, what? What are some pros? I have one which I was thinking about earlier. We we're talking about like the way that they couldn't make the plot work, and I was thinking about this a little bit. It is a pro of the show. They don't have a lot of force stuff in there, and I like that because the force is like this ultimate Deus Ex Machina that you can bring out whenever you want, and you can scale it to whatever degree you want and solve a problem. <laughs> And they did bring it a little bit in here. At but the was, end, yeah. But, you know, it's fine. And I'm cool with that. But it's just amazing how often you're like, oh, yeah, they just solve that problem. And if you think about the alternate version of that, like an example, when they go into Tatooine with um, Obi-Wan and he does the whole, you know, the first mind trick against the... Imagine if he had to actually negotiate with them without cheating. That scene <laughs> would be totally different. <laughs> like, <laughs> <you'd actually laughs> <have to laughs> bribe them or fight them or something, you wouldn't just be like fucking we're going, you know, like these aren't the droids you're looking for. No, that, that would just not be a thing. So it's kind of interesting that they have to work around that. And it's hard because the force is so integral to everything in star Wars. They never shut say, about it. You can't have star Wars without the force to, be to totally a honest. A little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I feel like that works in both favor of, of this show and Mando because mm-hmm. it's to, to me, it's like playing ODST after mm-hmm. playing all the other Halo games where it's like, I no, agree. you're just regular soldiers fighting mm-hmm. the same enemies with shields and shit, figure it out. And yeah. I kind of, I like that vibe more because I feel like it puts a little bit more um, risk to it mm-hmm. because at the end of the mm-hmm. day, if someone has a lightsaber and the ability to, you know, move shit telekinetically, you're like, I think they're going to be all right. They're going to win. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and, you know, but, e- even, even if the other guy has a red lightsaber and can shoot lightning and all that other shit, it's like, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be okay. Right. But like, that's why I liked I wanted the Mando to be this like not ultimate character, but I want him to grow to the point where it's like, yeah, we're back to the days of the old Republic where Mandalorians were threats to Jedi because the mm-hmm. way the Mandos knew how to fight Jedi. They didn't like, use conventional right. laser weapons. They're like shotguns. Plug <laughs> <laughs> this, this with all your force powers. Here's a couple of rockets. Well, Here's a flamethrower. Well, Mandalorian kind of fight the yeah. force. <laughs> yeah, Mandalorian kind of explores that where it's like the whole time, like the force is barely there. You see Baby Yoda do some things, Bro-bro. and then Baby Yoda, and then uh, <laughs> like the last episode when Luke Skywalker shows up, you see how powerful he is because he uses the force. And you're like. Oh my God, none of these fools stand a chance. Uh-huh. It, it took four of them to take down a single uh, death trooper where dark Luke's trooper. just like, or dark, dark trooper. And he's just like, stab, 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 crush, stab. But again, it's cool because that just, it adds to that. And that part with Luke was great because it's this old character we've known and loved, you know, got Eric and I out of our seats real quick we stood up like our team won the super bowl we were like oh <laughs> my god and now with book of fett i'm like oh it's luke skywalker again yay i don't know because and they also I, they also murdered my boy in that episode in my opinion no Wait, he's bitching about episode eight again it always yeah, comes um, back to episode wh- eight. whatever <laughs> and I'm, we're not talking about we can we can have the sam last jedi rants 
Netflix. Oh no, it's it's, um, it's going to be in episode six of uh, Boba Fett right now. Oh, okay. we can we can mute you either <laughs> way. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But what are some other pros? What what, what stood out to you guys as something that was good? Um, as a as a Mando like super fan, I always love when they f- use the knee darts. The knee, the knee pad shoots. Uh, that is, that is just my favorite thing because again, they have all this tech of you know being able to surprise their enemies and like you know mm-hmm. like no if you're if you're locked in combat and you just like lift a knee, they're like, what are you? Blam! Oh, oh, the knee darts. God. They are the knee darts yeah. were. That was such a good because you're like, what's he doing? Oh, he shot shit out of his knee. What? Yeah, it's great, and it's it's. It's, I, li- I like that they, they utilized a lot of the equipment. Like we're actually seeing what everything does, mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. the shit we read in like the tech spec book or whatever, like, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, or the stuff that we would see in the comics, which are now defunct out of canon and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like the fact that they're bringing that stuff in that they know that, you know, fans like, and it makes them more badass. I, I liked mm-hmm. a lot of the choreography. Um, I thought the Tuscans were awesome. I liked Ooh, them a lot because cool. fuck you Jawas for taking apart the <laughs> Razor Crest and ruining everything multiple times. Mm. Yeah, um, they do a good job of bringing Tuscans to the forefront because most of the time they're just like the Sand People. They stick to them. <laughs> so- <laughs> they'll be yeah, back they just, in more numbers. Them. They'll be back in more numbers. Well, what, why? How? What? And then, then like they kind of bring to the forefront like, oh, they're just like they're basically the Native Americans of Star Wars. Yeah, of the Western. that's kind of the idea. Um, the Freeman. The Freeman. Um, so, yeah, I definitely like that. Um, I, I can never say this guy's name. The, who plays Boba Fett, Tony? Tamara Morrison. He does a fantastic job in this show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think you can tell he... general is really good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Board, they're pretty much great. Yeah. So. Ming, Ming-Na Wen, love her. She's great. Mm-hmm. I, hope she's mm-hmm. I think that, you know, she's interesting because I really like um, – Michelle Yao, she's really good. Mm-hmm. And I think Ming is going to kind of take over the mantle of a lot of what Michelle Yao has done in movies. I could Very totally see that. And their style of acting and, and for the, sure. martial arts capabilities and stuff. She also, really cool. she stole the show for me. Honestly, mm-hmm. she's very. I think she was the best, the best actress in that mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Like, because every time she would say something, especially when they're having the standoff with Cad Bane, there, I was like, when she started talking, I was like. I believe her like <laughs> yes you know this is the moment where i'm sitting here invested in this star wars movie saying she's the she's the one i definitely want in my corner mm-hmm. well and and <laughs> let's not let's not forget that she literally saves the mods by just blasting the shit out of those whatever <laughs> that alien is that gets his arm cut off in episode four in the bar <laughs> <laughs> and then she totally like just flat out mercs like all the heads of family and the leader of the pikes on Tatooine in like with no effort Uh, I love that scene where the dude's like he's like shooting at the city where is she (laughs) (laughs) so like she and I feel like Uh, they did a great job of showing how badass she was mm -hmm. as soon as she showed back up in Mando in season 2 like immediately 100% capable character you know, and has has that edge, and um, actually, they they sh- uh, if if anyone watched the Bad Batch, they actually had her in there and did the same thing. She's the only one in that fucking series that kicked Cad Bane's ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only one. Oh fuck, Cad Bane. Well, he's dead it, now. Uh, yeah. yeah, I kind of wanted That's... him to be the guy that got away. 
<laughs> no. That's my biggest con <laughs> with the show is Cad Bane. Yeah. Biggest con. Yeah. You should have had him be the villain from the start. Mm. I agree. You yeah. shoot you, you boba fetted him. In Boba Fett show, <laughs> you boba fetted a character. They did. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. I mean, it, it's it's weird though, because I feel like this is he him showing up is definitely a pro and a con at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's a pro if you're a fan from you know, if you've watched the Clone Wars series, because he's mm-hmm. in it a lot. Sure. And, He's an anime villain and all of it, and I hate him. Um, so it was fun to see him in there. It, I think I thought the the effects of his face, like I was like that. He, all right, I don't like the guy, but fucker looks cool. They did, mm-hmm. they did um, cool. yeah. But they also don't expand on the fact that in in that series, like he trained with Cad Bane was like a friend of Jango Fett. That's why mm-hmm. he has like the gauntlets with flamethrowers and shit. He uses the two mm-hmm. pistols. He has jet boots in the series. Um, not in Boba Fett, but like, but also there's a history with him and Boba Fett, which you get briefly in their showdown. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, it's, it's, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, I've known you for a long time. And you're like, yeah, it's like, you know, but I'm, you know, you're an old man now and I'm no longer a boy. And it's like, okay, like, wait, what? Should we have. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so I, I feel like if, if you've been invested, it's a pro, but if for that brief standalone, it's kind of a con because you're like, mm-hmm. okay, these people know each other. Like, all See, right. And, cause, and that's cause why I was so, in, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Ahead. I thought you were done. No, 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 go ahead. I was just saying, it's, it's like, even with like Obi-Wan Invader in episode four, like when you first see that no context, they at least explain that like, oh, he was my old pupil. Mm-hmm. So you sort of, and they, and as soon as they, they get there, they have this, you can tell there was a relationship, but you're not really questioning like, well, what was it about? You're like, no, okay. Whereas Cad Bane and Boba Fett, you're like, how do you two know each other? Mm-hmm. And like that, that was the thing. It was like, for me, I've never watched the Clone Wars. I, I just never have. And uh, I, I just was like, because like we talked about a last episode, I think Tony or two episodes ago where it's like, oh, well, if you watch the Clone Wars, he's there. I'm like, I, this isn't the Clone Wars. This is Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you gotta give me some context of who this guy is because in the show he shows up in a western town like going you know, you know doing the slow walk entrance like draw and like you're like who is this guy he's a traditional man in black in every western show yeah yep and like the reveal like when i first saw him i'm like who is the blue-faced man and i had to google it <laughs> I, had yeah. to, I was like, who, who is this guy? So that was like, I loved his. He, he looks up Blueface and he finds the rapper Blueface and he's like, oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> that's him. Oh, that's, that's oh, cool. Yeah, that's wow, he got the Star Wars? Wow, good job, man. So uh, like, I, like I, I agree, he's a pro because he's like a cool villain, but mm-hmm. they shoehorned him in too late mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I wish he was like, you know, I honestly kind of wish he, like Sam said, he runs away, like survives the, the thing with Boba Fett, and then he's the one that kills the Pikely and all the leaders. Because then and, it would have set him up to be a villain. No, like well, a key piece. So seeing him throughout the Clone Wars was really cool, but he was always that guy that always had, was like a step above the Jedi to that degree. He's, and I hated it. I hated yeah. every single time he popped on screen. But it was also, he was the one villain I kind of felt like should unfortunately get away. Like he's the bad guy that you get, that you find out in life are the people that you, you know, wrong you. 
and you never find out what happens to him in the end. They just they mm. they went on and lived their own life. And I almost felt like that should have been Cad Bane after the Clone Wars. He's the guy that got away. Sure, if you saw him on the street corner, you take a pot shot at him, but you're also like, I'm not going to go out of my way to hunt him down. And yet they bring him back and they get him killed. I was just like, and I also don't feel like he would have been into a situation where he's like, wow, I just watched my entire force just get slaughtered. I'm still going to stay here and try and fight. I well, feel like Cad Bane would be the guy who's like, no, I'm going to go take off. No, because because that's not his character. He's not he's not a grievous where he's going to scuttle away on all six legs when he's like, oh, this is getting out of hand. Which yeah, is exactly what grievous does every time. I still love him, whatever. Um, but Cad Bane has always had that confidence because he's always one step ahead because he's a fucking anime villain. I, I will not let that go. I guess that's a hill I'm dying on. Damn it. I failed. <laughs> I don't know um, much about the Cad Bane that. hill. <laughs> but I know um, nothing. I know he shows up and dies. That's well, Cad Bane to me. Yeah. So I, I guess the reward for me of that is seeing him get killed. And of course there's theories like, well, that little light was still blinking. He's not dead. Anyways, mm. I'm not going to get into that, but it, to me, it okay. was rewarding to see a villain that I so despise <laughs> finally get ended. Who is like mm-hmm. Sam said, always 14 steps ahead of like force users. And we just talked about how the force is a, the, the fix all. Mm-hmm. So that's, I feel like that's, they kind of that made it like Batman. It sounds like he's kind of like the evil Batman mm-hmm. of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. But he wasn't like ever fully evil either. I mean, he was a bad guy. He's he did a lot of bad sure. things. Yeah. But yeah, it's not like he ever sat there and said, "I'm going to join the Sith because they've got mm-hmm. the right idea." No, he it's was the it's highest yeah. bidder. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was kind of cool. That's why I kind of liked him because it was sure. that idea of you're still like a bad aesthetic. person. But I have to admit, I really like his aesthetic. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just there wish we, we had more of it. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah, he was in episode one and then dies in seven, great. That would have mm-hmm. been fine. But he's in. He shows up in episode five, right? Six. Nah, six. Oh, six. That's Barely right. He's end. in. He's mm-hmm. in the end of episode six, kind of in episode seven, and goes. Yeah, I, I think an, a, another con. I guess if we're going to transition into that, unless if anyone else has any more Just, pros, they want to. You add. got pros, throw them out there. You got cons, throw them out there. Don't matter. Free form. It, it's as much as I liked how they showed him with the sand people. I feel like you could have cut that down. Like I yeah. liked that it showed him and Fennec getting, you know, his ship back. That was fine. But I feel like a lot of it was a bit of a slow burn, which mm-hmm. again, I'm, I'm okay with, cause I'm just happy to have more Boba Fett, but it definitely, there were bits where I'm like, we don't have to do that. We didn't, mm-hmm. we could have cut this short. You didn't have to have Mando do his hot rod shit. You didn't have to have, you know, episode six where like you know and you could have kept the gangster aesthetic like maybe you blow up the mm-hmm. freaking parlor in episode four or something like you know and then show him training with the rancor i mean i feel like there's a lot that they could have done character wise for him and I, I feel like maybe maybe a little bit because they're like well he's a clone of Django fett and he was raised by Django fett so we're gonna kind of have him be a little bit like Django fett and they're just hoping that'll just everyone's like oh it's Django fett again we'll just mm-hmm. fill that in but I, I don't know. I feel like there was a, a very slow burn, like for the first like four episodes. Yeah, it definitely was slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind a slow burn though, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it was just too much of a slow burn. Like I said, I wish they like you like you just said and we said before. I wish they would have cut some of the the stuff with the Tuscans out a little bit, mm-hmm. and like you know. J- a little less 
Dances with Wolves, a little more, a little more Star Warsy stuff. Mm-hmm. Alien is the perfect slow burn movie. You spend an hour learning about these characters on a spaceship. That's mm-hmm. like the first hour of film is literally just learning about these characters, what their likes sure. and dislikes are, and then at an hour and like ten minutes, blah, it's a horror film. Yeah, and the and I was kind of felt like that was how the first four episodes of uh, Fett was. It's you're watching Fett not be as good as he used to be. So he needs to build a team around him. And he's building this team not by just walking into a marketplace, dropping a coin purse out and saying, who wants to who wants money? He's finding people that a want to work or B, you know, are kind of slightly already in his pocket. Mm-hmm. And I did like that about him. And that's why I felt like that ending scene where they're all like kind of sitting there talking around like, oh, aren't you going to share the melon with everybody else? You know, you get your own melon. I was like, okay, this feels like that. We've built our, we've built our crime syndicate now. These are our lieutenants. This is the beginning of Saints Row Two. These are our lieutenants. We've got them all recruited. They're going to watch their individual districts. We've already established three districts in this area, and you know, cool. We'll kind of go from here. Um, and that's why I'm like, okay, let's see what two does. And that's why I was okay with that slow burn. At the same time, I don't feel like it was. Uh, enough of a payoff for four episodes of slow burn. Yeah. And, and I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like the, 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 the slow start, I feel like they, it didn't really like, cause like you said, that was a pro. I love them building the team and him finding people. And mm-hmm. like, again, that was all great. That's all very crime syndicated, but like you could have maybe cut one or two things out with the Tuscans, which mm-hmm. I, I still liked, but, but yeah, I feel like, and then the season finale, was so action packed, which was fun because it's the last one for a while. But at the same time, like you said, I feel like they were trying to make up for like the payoff. They're like, well, we need the payoff. So we're going to put all the explosions in. It's like, okay. Especially when you had two episodes of Mando crammed in there, you could have taken those out, thrown in two other episodes of Fett. Not, Mm -hmm. I'm going to. So. I, I don't know. Cause again, like I liked seeing Mando. I think it was ni- a nice tie in because, you know, Fett was in season two and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we spot, we spent too much time on him mm-hmm. or at, at least in a show that wasn't his. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The book of Boba Fett, you're reading like the Lord of the Rings you've gotten through up to where they get to Rivendell. And then all of a sudden you get to read a side story about how, uh, a random ranger in the north <laughs> showed up and then you find out it's Aragon at the very end of this chapter and you go oh so that's how Aragon got here but what about Legolas and Gimli but it doesn't explain that it's like why did I have to read that I don't need that information right now mm-hmm. um, you could you know do an inner split it where all of a sudden you know Mando shows up and he's like oh what happened to you blah 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 we do a quick rundown um, oh sorry a quick pro I liked the melting of the Beskar uh, spear. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I, yep. I really liked that idea that Mandalorian Beskar should not be used to make weapons, but armor. This is this weapon is a threat to all of us. Mm. And I like that that they kept that like this is like this is our religion. We use weapons, but we don't use weapons made out of this material because of the threat to ourselves. And I like that. I just, I just find that so cool. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, it should have been a Mandalorian season three, though. It, it, yes, <laughs> yes. But 
given given what we were given, I will say that was a very cool pro in it. Mm-hmm. Even and, though it would have been nice to have a spear against the droids. Steve. Well, <laughs> yeah. But I mean he had the dark saber, so it's fine. He would have had a kinetic weapon, been able to just poke his way through it and go, Stabby. When yeah. he cut through Broke. that dude on the table and Mando did, I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so there's two points that I, I want to briefly hit on that I, I think are, are pros that they're in there because they're, they could potentially lead to something. And it all has to do with the, uh, the pikes and the armorer because it all ties into Darth Maul. Because in again, this is this is from Clone Wars. So, um, but in the Clone Wars, uh, Darth Maul went through and like took over part. Like the Pikes were in his pocket. He he made this like syndicate that he was the head of, and it was every single syndicate, like galaxy wide, essentially. So I thought it was cool to see the Pikes because we've already seen Maul and Solo doing something crime related with uh, Amelia Clark at the very end. So I was like, okay, that could lead to something. But also, um, he he ruled Mandalore for a bit um, because he killed Paz Vizsla, leader of the Death Watch, took the Darksaber. And so a lot of the Mandalorians that followed Maul put spikes on their helmets to show that, that allegiance, which the Armorer has. And the though they tended to be the more uh, zealot type, or like the one, because the split was between Maul and Bo-Katan. So all oh, of the Bo-Katan huh. Mandalorians were kind of like, no, this ain't cool. Whereas mm-hmm. all the other ones were like, no, we're with Maul. He has the Darksaber. You know, this is the way. So it's interesting to see that sort of like zealot man- mentality that she has. And she has those spikes. I thought it was neat. Could be nothing. Just just a Ooh. fun thing. But they do have this Obi-Wan thing coming out. And he's definitely in that. So uh, I saw a, like an article where they did have... Darth they, Maul in it, but they cut him out of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, because the way they have him in Rebels, you yep. can't really have Maul meet um, Obi-Wan on Tatooine yeah. before that meeting. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, I, I still hope we get more Maul. I just don't think he and I don't think Ray Park and McGregor mm-hmm. are going to see each other again. I mean, I hope they do. That'd be great. But, <laughs> right. but like Sam said, because of that, the episode Twin Sons, I feel like... Hmm. Yeah, it's not going to happen. That's so dumb that they put his voice in the trailer then. Because people are going to come into that show expecting They it. put Obi-Wan's voice in the trailer of Episode 7. Mm, yeah. No, he's in Episode 7 in general. When Ray finds Oh, no, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, well, yeah, but his voice is in there. It's not him. It's just the voiceover. <laughs> Well, and yeah. it's it's not it's not even it's it's both Alec Guinness. They took a clip mm-hmm. of Afraid, cut that into Ray, and then they had Ewan McGregor say the rest of the line, and that was literally it. I mean, it's the mm-hmm. same thing with at the end of Rise of Skywalker, where you know Samuel L. Jackson says something, Liam Neeson says something, and um, then you have Hayden Christensen say something like they, yeah. I, I even think they had like some Clone Wars voice actors like reprise their jedi roles briefly for that minute when Ooh. she's like looking up at the the neural network of lightning stars or whatever the heck's going on oh no the force goes there's a lot of new shit in star wars i'm like oh yeah <laughs> fuck that <laughs> <laughs> I, I i will say that i i think i would i would put boba fett and mandalorian with Rogue One oh, yeah. in the in the safe space of Star Wars, whereas 
honestly, I feel like the prequels even fit more, a bit more with this now than than the the sequel series. But that's just those me. movies just make me uncomfortable. If I was going to describe them, <laughs> I watch them and I'm just like, the "Fuck you want for me?" I took <laughs> a shower. I love yeah. what they did with episode seven, where they're just trying, like, they trying to introduce us to new characters in a familiar way. Sure. And, like, you know, using old characters, aka Chewie and Han and Leia. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, like, using Han as a plot device for the villain, which was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's really cool, you know, like doing all that. But they just didn't have a clear cut picture of what they wanted for the other two. And so, what's going they, on in those movies? That's I <laughs> exactly, and it's like so they like an episode eight. I feel like is not a bad movie. It's a bad Star Wars movie. Sure, I haven't even seen it. Nor will you, I. You're not. Uh, missing, yeah, you're you're not missing a whole lot. I I think the the fun part for me was it, it was sort of like the prequels. But like there were bits <laughs> of it that I was like, okay, I like that. Like again, like where he, you know, Kylo freezes the blaster bolt in midair. That's that fucking is so cool. cool. Mm-hmm. And and in, even in Rise of Skywalker, where they're doing the lightsaber battles, and they literally do the thing from the Old Republic like cinematic trailer where they catch the lightsaber with the Force. And I'm like, mm-hmm. thank you. That is cool. That's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. You know, See, and the whole he- healing with the living Force because they talk about that all the time. That's super cool. I like the mind mm-hmm. probing of the Force. Like I feel like there's a lot of cool shit. Like mm-hmm. Kylo's lightsaber, I fucking love that thing Mm -hmm. well and then even like the backstory on that is like you have to read a little bit about it but the crystal that he uses for his saber is broken that's why it's all jaggedy and sounds like that and that's why it has the cross hilt because he had to add that to contain the power of the broken crystal yeah Yeah, literally exhaust ports and i i think there's also a reading where it's like based off of an ancient like old republic jedi like cross thing as well so it's like there's all this shit and like you can see the wires that are out of it yeah. and stuff it's I love mm-hmm. that well, wouldn't that have sword. been cool if you didn't have to read about that wouldn't that be cool if it was I don't know in the fucking movie but yeah. that's all of Star Wars that's the thing I'm, <laughs> I'm realizing now is and this is the problem with fucking Star Wars now is that's true but it's like there's so much shit in Star Wars you can't pack it into a movie nowadays so mm-hmm. it's, it's just like I don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do I will be okay if Star Wars for the rest of time is a series on Disney Plus. Yeah, it'd be better than agreed. Movies. They should stop with the movies at this point. Honestly. Well, and Sam and I were talking about this after he watched the book. Of, uh, he watched Episode Six of, of mm-hmm. Boba Fett. The the Star Wars movies is Star Wars Skywalker drama. Mm-hmm. The That's drama I mean. of one family's yeah plot in the universe over a span of over sixty years in a galaxy of them just being like. I'm I'm a young kid who ha- wants to get with a 14 year old. Yeah, and then they get together, and then he becomes evil. But his kids are fine, and his kids are good. Oh, but then 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 his kids had kids, and and oh, there's the, they all like for some reason, good won, but then all of a sudden good lost, and then the kid of a Skywalker becomes evil again. And it's just, it's just like, stop! And by the end of it, by the end of it, all the Skywalkers are dead. Except for one person. There's the like, adopted Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah. Don't forget there's all not really the janitors any on the Death Star. There are a lot of fucking custodians on the Death Star. And they're all dead. 
<laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Ten Star was an inside job. They knew what they that. signed up for. That scene from Clerks where he's like, anyways. <laughs> well, I, I feel like going back to the whole, like, wouldn't that have been nice if it's in the movie? Like, and that, that goes back to, like, Cad Bane and Boba Fett's relationship. Like, I feel like if you're going to do something like that, it needs to be like Mass Effect 1, where the codex is available. If you want to know how all that shit works, or you can read that stuff. For hours, but if you don't, you're never gonna know what you're like. You're never. It's not gonna be like, oh, there's I'm missing something. Right. Like you have no idea, and it's fine. I, I'm okay with that in a video game because sure. they're like, especially the big like Mass Effect One. They're mm-hmm. building a universe. Star right. Wars is such an established universe already. Like Nick said, but then they keep like bringing things in, adding things, it's taking stuff something. out. They're they're always changing it. I shouldn't have to read it if you're going to put it on a script. I agree. No, I, I agree. That's what I'm saying is like, sh- if like, like give us a throwaway line of like, you know, again, like do it with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, like build, give us enough to know that there's a relationship there. Don't just yes. walk up to each other and be like, Oh, it's you. Huh? There's also environmental storytelling that you can easily take advantage of. Um, Spider-Man Far From, or uh, the latest one, No Way Home, uh, the whole big thing about the Statue of Liberty getting the shield, it's like only 33% of New Yorkers agree with that move. So there's really two thirds of New Yorkers that don't think that that should happen yet. It's still going through, Mm. but it's kind of one of those, you don't know about that unless you're catching all the background information that's happening through TV clips and stuff. So Mm. there is ways to create storytelling that you can learn from from the background stuff movies Mm -hmm. that are seen as being great movies like um seven um some of these like storytelling like drama thrillers are good at putting in stuff in the background that Mm -hmm. if you pay attention to on a second third watch it all starts to add to that finale it adds to the twist ending so you can go wow um shutter island perfect example of it if you watch shutter island the first time you get to the end and you're like, oh, he's still nuts. He's the bad guy. And then you get to Shutter Island after you've watched it through a second and third time. And you're like, oh, the detective had a problem handing his, his gun at the very beginning because he's not a detective. He's a doctor. That's why he has so much problems handing his gun over the first time. It, it kind of makes sense because there's these things that they put in the movie that if you're watching makes it so that you can guess the ending but it's also such good environmental storytelling they're not it's not a character saying oh i'm having trouble handing in my gun it's that showing of it and you can do that so well in movies Mm -hmm. when you miss those opportunities it's blatant and that's why i feel like book of boba fett missed a lot of those opportunities Mm -hmm. definitely yeah yeah well let's dive into the episodes here um we'll kind of let's kind of review one through four together because those are the only ones that are like from start to finish or congruent with each other Mm -hmm. um what were your like what do you think about boba fett's backstory of him having to relearn how to be boba fett i mean so or in a new way i feel like there's there's two two things there because we're essentially i guess part part of the problem is seeing that because um, we, we first see him come back in Mando 2, and he is a complete fucking badass. Um, just absolutely cosmic John wicking it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so that sets an expectation. 
because and and they had stated that you know that was filmed that way because we don't know if we were ever going to see boba fett again and if you're going to have him be like that's the only screen that he has you might as well make him the badass that everyone in the extended media knows him to be because again does absolutely jack shit throughout most of the movies Mm -hmm. um but at the same time, they don't really give a set time of how long he was in the Sarlacc. And if we're going to look at it from the sense of like he's slowly being digested, despite the fact that he has protective armor, that's pretty much going to kick your ass. So the fact that and then, you know, left in the desert and I mean, you know, you saw the you saw what he looked like. He looked like shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like in that sense, if we if we just look at it from falling into the pit being slowly eaten away by acid both internally and externally crawling his way out and then becoming a sun-dried tomato before the tuscans take him (laughs) yeah i can see why you might need to relearn how to do a few things sure but i don't i think they didn't do a good job of like stating how long he was in the sarlacc pit because what like when i remember watching it it was like he fell in took a nap woke up and was like i gotta get out of here it's kind of how it felt to me yeah, and, and the, the, the only thing we get later in the show, and I think it's like, it might be this, it might even be the finale, but I think it's like way later in there, either episode four when he's talking to Fennec or it's in the finale, but he, he mentions years. Don't know how many years, but years have passed. So I guess if, if you give us to that like earlier enough, then maybe you can do that. But again, because we don't get that till later, that expectation of him just going around murking stormtroopers is you're like, what the fuck? He can't take on some Tuscans with a stick. Mm-hmm. You know, meanwhile, he was just completely devastating stormtroopers with just a stick. Yeah. So I feel like that was, if, if you look at it from when we last saw him on screen, as far as like return of the Jedi till this show, it makes sense that he would have to try and re-strengthen himself. Sure. Yeah. I think they do a good job of that. Again, it's just like we've said before and keep saying it's too drawn out. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and like the, the whole like train robbing sequence is cool. And like him training the, the Tuscans to use technology. It's, it's pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. showing them how to use the speeder bike. Um, but I think, sorry, I'm just trying to check something. I think we, you know, we kind of talked about those first four episodes. Like it's Boba Fett. It's great. It's cool. Like, you know, seeing him without his armor, basically, it's, it's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. But let's dive into the most controversial ones in episode five and six. Mm-hmm. So let's start with five. We've said it. You know, we're going to say it again. Boba Fett ain't in it. Not even, not even a Mandalorian little. Mandalorian episode. <laughs> it's it's a Mandalorian season three episode. Yes, yeah. Mandalorian two point five, and it's great as a Mandalorian episode. It's a 2. good 5, episode. It's a great yeah. episode. It gives mm-hmm. us a lot of backstory. It shows progression throughout the character. It shows why he has to abandon the way in a sense. It's giving us all these details about where Mando is going from the end of episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about the dark saber. It talks about, it, you know, it gives us the origins of the dark saber, kind of explaining some stuff behind it. It's giving us, you know, details of the Mandalorian purge, which yes, however you feel about the Mandalorian purge, but at least now it has gone to enough depth that we understand why the Mandalorians are the way they are. Um, 
So from a Mando episode, it's amazing. I think. I think it's a great episode. Yeah. Well, and it also goes into like how primitive the Mandalorians, the rest of them are, because like the one dude's like, that was in my ancestry. And he's like, well, tough shit. I found it. And he's like, but it's mine by right. And he's like, I have the power step. Well, yeah, that's, and that's again, because he's part of Clan Beesla and mm-hmm. John yeah. Favreau voiced the guy that Darth Maul killed to take the Darksaber and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and- I will say, Sorry, quick, no, quickly. Okay. Um, you got it. I love the fact that they brought in the Ray Shield bracers from yes. the fucking Genji Tartoski Clone Wars 2D series because <laughs> I fucking love that. Oh, sorry, you brought that up, and that brings me to just an overall point. If you want to do an anthology series or something like that, mm-hmm. and it kind of breaks a lot of your in-universe laws, go for it because we're gonna know it's going to be breaking. It's Mace Windu it's kicking a million that. droids. Ass, whereas you can't right. do that in the live show and you can't really do that within Star Wars universe because it is going to break so many rules. Right. But, but it's force it's force karate, it's amazing. But it's so cool. I know he's <laughs> punching his way through droids, and it's like it is one of the coolest things to watch, and I love it. I love it to death. But it's you know, if in the book of Boba Fett you're gonna want certain things to be a certain way, then just cut it out well, from the rest of the series. Yes, and and I would I would say that obviously like anyone who has watched anything that Tartowski's done, you, his animation style is conducive to such badassery and, and quickness and you know blocking a million light you know thing laser blade you know. But I will real say quick, the, real quick, I want you go right yeah, back to this. Go go. go Have go. you guys seen Primal yet? No, not yet. You gotta watch it. No, go back to your thing. That's all. Okay. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 <laughs> what? what, what? Primal, Prim- primal? primal is Genji Tartakovsky's most recent thing, okay. and it's just a caveman and his dinosaur best friend kicking the shit out of anything you can think of. It <laughs> <Okay>. is <laughs> so good. <laughs> on the list. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been on my list. I love that. Uh, um, anyways. anyways, but I will say, as far as the prequels go, especially going back to your hallway scene of Droidica's in the whoosh, mm-hmm. there was so much whooshing. Mm-hmm. And Yoda doing spin top flips and everything yeah, from episode two that were in that Clone War, that original Clone mm-hmm. Wars series. Right. So I feel like you, it, it's in a way it, it doesn't break it. It's mm-hmm. just that we can't, you can't do it as well as you. It, it's the whole anime versus live action thing essentially, right. which it's hard to translate. But, and anyways, mm-hmm. anyways, I'm, I just was happy that the bracers were brought in because that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So. One, well, yeah. what did you guys think of the whole building the Naboo Starfighter back up? I didn't care for it, honestly. Like, you could have cut that into a five-minute yeah. montage. That didn't need to be much mm-hmm. It was a less. weird ship to pick. It was! Yeah, yeah but I think it's kind of cool, because I love those right. the, the look of those Starfighters. I think they're they're just interesting enough to be weird. I'm lukewarm on them. Yes! <laughs> uh, they kind of look like, like a fast and furious muscle car. And I, <laughs> no, they might not look like a muscle not, car. Not, not look, not look. It feels. They we do the nineteen. We got this old nineteen seventies. We got this old yeah. episode one vehicle. Sure. We're gonna modify it for today. We're gonna put this big, huge ass engine in the front of it. Sure. Yeah, that sticks so above that's, a, the that's hood. a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it's great, except for the fact that he's a fucking hunter. 
you have to carry bounties unless you're just going to start mm-hmm. taking everyone dead and Grogu's going to sit on a stack <laughs> of heads on the ride home. Like, no, you're going to uh, uh, rope it to the outside of the vehicle. Oh, okay, yeah, we're just going to reaver this shit. And just you're going to hog time and lasso them behind the vehicle as you flap through it's space. Just, I, it's it's cool. I get it. I get why they did it. It's nostalgia. It's whatever. I never liked those ships to begin with. That's just me personally, That's and that's not what the point is, but as a hunter, if he's gonna stay that way i don't know maybe he's flying straight to manda mandalore to go dip his helmet in the sacred forge waters or whatever the fuck she told him to do and but like as far as collecting bounties like where are you gonna put a live one like there's no like Mm -hmm. never mind freezing them in carbonite like that that was that was cool but like where you just just shove them in the trunk there's gonna be like dangling out like the little bit of the tail you didn't finish there's gonna be a leg like sitting there flapping out in the background <laughs> x-wing pulls him over again sir can you please pop up in your trunk we'd like to <laughs> i did I'm like that member. scene i did like that scene with the x-wings where they like pull him over or whatever yeah, and he's like funny and then they've been talking he's like oh we're gonna need you yeah. pull over and he's like uh boost away <laughs> about that well, so, yeah, I, that, I thought oh, go ahead. that part was cool Mm-hmm. Well, because that was one of my favorite scenes, and I think it was the second season of Mando where they're like doing the same thing, and they're like, "Please hold," and then all of a sudden it's like quiet, and he's like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> and it's like and he was just like, "Oh hell!" I was like, "Okay, that's dope. That's yeah, dope." That's like I, I like how they kind of replayed that scene. Mm-hmm. No, and that's and I, I thought that was cool. Like you could have had that. You could have. The whole test ride, you could have done that. Like, even the Beggar's Canyon part, sure, we can see that. It's just building the fucking thing was... I, I don't think it was particularly necessary. Yes, we got to see everyone's favorite doc lady, who is great and amazing. Oh, she's a little over the top in this episode. <laughs> I, I, I agree, but like, but we already saw her once when Boba Fett was walking into the pikes on his bantha, and she walks in the background with her three little droids. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was cool to see her, but I feel like, again, you could have dialed it down. You could have yeah, I don't know. I feel like there, 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 there could have been a better way to do it that cuts out some of the fluff. She, well, she's kind of drawn out just because of like the whole rebuilding the ship scene is like drawn yeah. out. And then they do have the little like um, cameo of the droid from BD One. Uh, yeah, BD One from uh, what the hell is Fallen that? Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Thank you. Oh, had, that's they had him in there. They that's had right. that little droid, and he was like, you know, it was, I thought it was kind of a cute scene where he's like. Pointer right there. He's like, no, 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 stop. That doesn't help me right there. <laughs> um, I, I got instant fucking Iron Man and dummy vibes. So it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, up, up. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I going too mm-hmm. fast for you? No, no, yeah, no, I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a quick question for you guys. This kind of, after I found this out, it kind of bugged me about the Mandalorian in general. Mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal was barely on set for season one. He's not in the suit when the Ooh, guy's it's, helmeted. It's not it's, him. It's stunt actors. Even the fight with Moff Gideon was a stunt actor. Mm-hmm. Does that bother you guys? Knowing who Pedro Pascal is, no. Okay. No. Knowing the way I, he likes to film movies and knowing how he's a very animated person. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not that I love that. I, I mean, if I was on for a role, I would hope that the person would stay in the thing. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I guess if you look at it from the perspective of an actor if they can be offset and still get credited and also do another project at the same time, more money. Sure. So I, <laughs> Sam, or if anyone wants to go first, I have a couple points. So I don't want to. I, I just, it's just like from every time I've saw him, like the Mando on mm-hmm. screen, after I found that out, I was kind of like, 
kind of ruins the magic for me a little Puts bit. Puts a bad like, taste in your mouth. It, yeah. it, it's it's not like it stops me from liking and enjoying it. It's just mm-hmm. always in the back of my mind. I'm like, that's not Pedro Pascal because I love mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal. I think he's a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. So it's it, I just had I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it. Just real quick before Tony goes through his points, Darth Vader is that's just that that's it's it's been established in Star Wars. We are fine putting a different actor in a suit with a mask mm-hmm. on and having a voice actor voice over them. We are, we are okay Jones. with that. Yeah, we've been okay with that since day one. Mm-hmm. We need to be okay with it now. I'm not saying right. you need to be. I'm just saying I am totally no, fine with it. I refuse. It's, Don't tell me what to do. It, it, it's like sitting there when, uh, when you're Star watching Wars the sucks. behind the scenes. Oh, God. Four. Well, why are we doing the Star Wars? <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I love Star Wars <laughs> so much. Continue, um, sorry. Just being a bastard. It, it's like watching the behind the scenes for episode four. Chewie, the actor, would always speak his lines like whatever he was actually saying. So the other actors then would bounce off of it. So mm-hmm. we all knew what Chewie was saying. But then, yeah, in the actual movie, you're listening to. Rah, 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 rah. Hmm. It does exactly how he sounds. It's like I'm right there. That's yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an audition for the next movie scene. Don't quit your yeah, job. So, All right, Tony, you had a couple points. So, so my biggest point was going to be Darth Vader. And it's it, they had three different people play him. They had one guy to do all of this, the non-combat scenes. They had one guy specifically to do all the lightsaber fighting. And then they had a third person do all of the voice lines. And, and in episode three, Hayden Christensen's actually in the Darth Vader suit. Correct. And he, and he goes, and, no! Yes. It looks really and, terrible doing it. It's Hayden Christensen. Yeah, and he's 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 also <laughs> Vader in the Kenobi series, so it's it's but but I guess the point is it's like you know, and obviously like everyone knows that there are stunt doubles sure. for actors like lookalikes, whatever. I think it's cool that you can get someone you know with a helmet, you can have anyone play it, and I I, I think it's fine that they had people do that because honestly, if the actor for whatever reason chooses not to can't whatever whatever if they can't do the fight scene that we want but mm-hmm. you have trained people who can do it no problem fantastic that's great sure. because that only adds to because again it's it's a fantasy land if you can believe as, as long as you believe that pedro pascal is speaking in that helmet the entire time personally mm-hmm. i don't have an issue with it because his performance is wonderful mm-hmm. and he had there's they have pictures of him doing the voice acting and he'll have a he has a pillow that he's holding as Grogu as he's like doing the acting. And I'm like, it's amazing. <laughs> so, and, and, and again, I would say being a, a huge voice actor fan that it's still acting. So if you can, sure. if your performance is convincing cool. enough where you're like, wait, that's not him in the helmet. Mm-hmm. Job done. Yeah. Like, fucking a plus. Mm-hmm. So no, I, yeah, I just had, just, just had a thought about that. Cause it was like, it, it doesn't like, like I said, it doesn't stop me from liking it or liking the right. performance or anything. I'm always like, but that's not him. It could be, mm-hmm. but it like sometimes it could be. Most right. of the time it's not. So I, I just had a question about that. All right. Yeah. Let's I mean, move it's, it's, on. It's, it's, oh, oh, sorry. sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, it's the same thing with the, the heavy infantry man or the big blue guy. That's, that's John Favreau, but it's mm-hmm. the dude with the beard who Mando spills his drink in episode one. That's the guy that's actually in the armor. Mm-hmm. So, fair enough. So let's move on to. It sounds like collectively our least favorite episode, in episode six. Mando's barely in it. It's mainly a Jedi episode. Mm. 
Well, we'll get to Sam in a minute. Or maybe not at all because we'll be here for three hours. But uh, I, I have it. I have it closed down to a concise okay. point. Well, we'll, okay. <laughs> so we're going. I'm going to say it. Grogu is fucking adorable. Every yeah, time he's, he's on screen, your heart melts just just so much. I you love his little flips. Um, and like little flips. <laughs> well, his little flip. And then and like whenever and he like the little backpack. Yeah. Little backpack, yeah. So and whenever good. he like waddles in the screen <laughs> to like go do something, I'm like, oh, it's a little walk. It's so cute. Yep. Um, <laughs> what are Tony and Nick's initial thoughts of episode six? I don't Nick totally Connor. hate that episode, but it definitely feels bizarre. It is like <laughs> yeah. a fever dream because it's like, okay, there's ants and they're making a temple and now they're taking frogs out of the water. And if you were high on mushrooms or something and watched that, you might die. <laughs> like that episode is so trippy. Like it's so oh, weird. And like it's the orange lady now. Like she just comes out of nowhere. And it, and if you know who Ahsoka is, cool. But like yeah. if you don't, you're like, hi. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> I think what they were trying to do with that episode is set up uh, again, continue on Mando part three, five thousand. Point six, mm-hmm. and also Ashoka to kind of show right. what she was doing from Mando season two to now to then sure. setting up her own series, mm-hmm. right? Which is fine. Rosario Dawson is beautiful and amazing at what she does. Yeah, she's pretty great. Fantastic, um, I love her. Yeah, she's she's so good at what she does. Uh, but uh, even in the Marvel the Marvel series that she does, she's she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't like what they've said after sam kind of showed me like i like what they've done with luke skywalker a little bit mm. um i it's it's just the way they've kind of changed his character in episode eight until now kind of drives me nuts for me but, it doesn't but i have a different reason for that go ahead say it if you've played jedi academy that mm. is him from jedi academy Okay. That character is his Jedi Academy version. It's literally the same concept. Okay. So like that works with me because I've seen it before. Like I, I have seen this done. But I totally understand why. I mean, that's a pretty obscure game. Sure. <laughs> so like, you know. Even if it's not, I agree with Nick in the sense of because of a previous incarnation has influenced what I currently see Luke as. And that's what I'm seeing there, you know. But I have it from a completely different perspective. Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So the reason why Lucas even made the prequels in the first place was because the author, Timothy Zant, Zan or something, mm-hmm. he wrote uh, Heir to the Empire. It went under the New York Times bestseller list. Mm. It's now part of what is, I consider, the best part of the th- of almost Star Wars because it's the Thrawn mm. trilogy. It's sure. so politically savvy. It's got great action sequences. Mm. The villain's master plan is fantastic. Mm. Like mm-hmm. Thrawn is my favorite villain almost of all time because of just how clever, how smart, how intuitive he is, how psychologically manipulative he is. He does make me go, that's what the Empire needs to be on steroids. Um, Real fast, Sam, they are doing a Thrawn series. That's really what I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh, so, so 
because uh, Ahsoka's looking for him. She's getting her own show, and they they Rebels. are working. They are working on a uh, essentially an heir to the Empire thing on Disney Plus. So, and the, all the red stormtroopers you see in the the Rise of Skywalker, they pulled that shit from that stuff because they had crimson stormtroopers there. Yeah. Um. So my problem is is heir to the Empire did so well that Lucas went, holy crap, there's still enough you know, people that love my work, I can go make three more movies and make a shitload of money off of them, which is huh. all I'm making these three movies for. Interesting. <laughs> um, well, yeah, because, and then uh, he wrote the second two, which is where you also get introduced to Mara Jade, um, like Talon Company, Mar- or the Talon uh, uh, Syndicate, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, they introduced all these really cool characters, all these really cool concepts. One of the coolest thing about that series for me was Luke's growth. And especially when they did the, uh, they added two more books onto it, which actually deals with after the death of Thrawn. And in those two books, Luke goes through this amazing transformation, in my opinion. He goes from, I can do everything because I'm the last Jedi, you know, type of thing. Like, I need to figure it all out to, I need to let other people help me. And it's amazing Mm -hmm. just because the way he goes through that and how his growth is built. I like that so much about Luke. It feels like he is growing as a character, as a person. He's becoming wiser. He's becoming the Jedi Master. We are going to learn to love. My problem with episode six of uh, Book of Fett is he literally looks at growth, uh, looks at Baby Yoda and goes, shirt, lightsaber. You get to pick one. Here's an absolute. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was Only Sith deal in absolutes. And it's I, not I, like... I, I, it, and if I was, if I would have been Baby Yoda, I would have been like, "Cool, sure, lightsaber, let's go." Like, why not? I want to mm-hmm. learn to be a Jedi. I still love the guy that helped, you know, save my ass for you know two seasons. But it, it just it felt so much like Luke does not fucking get it, and mm-hmm. it makes me mm-hmm. so upset because you Good went point. through episode four, five, and six with his dad redeeming his father. I'll be right I'm back. not going to mm-hmm. kill you, Dad. You're my dad. Even you're a Jedi. I family is important to me. Leia is still alive in the universe technically at this point. Mm-hmm. It's his sister, the person he like went after during Bespin to go save Han, to go save Leia. It, it, it feels like you have gotten, you have reversed Luke to pure Jedi of we can't have attachments. We're in the book series, 30 years down the road, Luke has a family. Luke has a son. Yeah. I- I, it, it just it drives me insane because it feels like the Jedi are not progressing. And if that is the case, fine, fuck them. Go Sith all the way. Because if you're not going to be willing to progress as a order, especially after you've been destroyed, you need you, you deserve to be wiped out again. I, I feel like there's there's a couple things like I and I feel like it was all the 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 way of the Jedi felt so wishy-washy in the prequels because of and I mean because like even Anakin struggles with that he's like I like Obi-Wan and you know he has Padme and he's generally like a a decent person up until the turn obviously but but at the same time like there's so much contradiction in what I feel like comes through it because like you need to have love and compassion but don't be attached to anything it's like okay the the same thing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I know. And then one more point is I also feel like part of that episode six episode is like we unfortunately have, you know, grouchy old Luke who is set in his ways. And this is sort of writing it, that character to show up 30 years later as grouchy old Luke. I'm not saying that's a good thing, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that's it's there and they're, they might be playing towards that, which mm-hmm. 
again, the, the, the Jedi order, I feel like is so weird. And, mm-hmm. and that whole, that whole episode of, and fuck R2, I, that, that droid, I swear. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I a, love yeah, R2-D2. I, I don't. I love Kenny Baker who played him, but I he's not cute like BB-8 or BD-1 or Dio. I don't like him. He's, it's just like, because the entire prequel series is just fucking R2 and friends. He he is the ex machina of everything. True. R2 fixed that. He fixes a lot of problems. R2-D2 fly around in the droid factory. Star Wars is really about R2-D2. He's also, the hero man. of everything. Yeah, they only make in... one of him? Because you never see another one. You see a lot <laughs> well, of they do. Lives. They get blown the fuck Yeah, they, they get wrecked. <laughs> so, but I, I feel like, I don't know. It, it, was, it was sort of weird with Ahsoka being there because she's, with her, her story arc of Rebels and even Clone mm. Wars, she leaves the Jedi Order. She is not technically mm. a Jedi anymore. I mean, I get why she shows up for Luke because her, you know, his dad was her old master and blah, blah, blah. And she's obviously mm. his senior in the ways of the force and everything. But like, it just felt a little weird because she had such like disdain for the order. And that's why she mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's it the it white was, lightsabers, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's white, but she also purified an Inquisitor's crystals. Mm. So, which the Inquisitors are in, going to be in Kenobi, so that should be interesting. Mm. Um, ah! so what I was going to say is that the whole thing with Anakin and the compassion and the love and the attachments, the Sith won Duel of the Fates. Obi Wan yep. won the fight, but because Qui Gon got killed, Qui Gon was the only one that could have raised Anakin because mm-hmm. Qui Gon was mm-hmm. on such that middle line. He was a Jedi Master without a seat on the Council because he walked this middle line of hey, we definitely need to do good, mm-hmm. but we also need to understand that there's a middle ground and we need to be able to in, uh, interpret that middle ground. Hence why he had the, the green Jedi, lightsaber. Well, mm-hmm. the rest of the Jedi were like, oh, it's all good or bad. There's no middle ground, you know, type of thing. And Qui-Gon didn't, he understood that. So if Qui-Gon had been able to raise Anakin, we would not have had Darth Vader because mm-hmm. Qui-Gon would have been able to nurture that. He would have gone, seen him look at Padme, slapped him alongside the head and gone, I get it. Keep it in your pants for now. We'll work on this in a little bit. Not forget it forever. We're going to work on this when you're ready to work on mm-hmm. this. I get it. Well, because he was able to keep Obi-Wan from staying on Mandalore and getting with the Duchess. Mm-hmm. So, again, again Clone Wars. It, it's, we, Qui-Gon knew what needed to be done. He was really looking at the greater good in the long mm-hmm. term. Mm-hmm. The rest of the Jedi were so built up in their own power struggle that you know they lost i recommend that on this topic you should watch the film theory i got a little reverb sorry fix that. Reverb. Um, <clears throat> film theory episode on why the jedi are pure fucking evil because he just explains <laughs> pretty much what sam is saying but it just like really breaks it down like wow you guys are just a cult that takes children from their families trains them to fight sends them to foreign wars kills oh. them off and then you sit in your council hall and say prophecy all the time. And that's pretty much your whole shtick. <laughs> which, nope. which is why the book series, and yes, I'm extended universing it now, but which is why the book series felt so cool to me is because mm-hmm. by the time you get 30 years out and you're in part of the Galactic Alliance, there's been a basically a galactic plague that has walked through and wiped out trillions of people. Mm-hmm. You have this evolved Jedi order. That is more about protecting the people. And even right. that, one of the last books I read in like the overarching series mm-hmm. was the Jedi saying, we cannot be on Coruscant anymore. Because this is the galactic homeworld, 
we are seen always, we are always going to be seen as part of this galactic government structure. Hmm. If we move our main base back to one of our other worlds, we will then disinvolve, disinvolve ourselves with a huge part of hmm. like the Republic as a whole. Like and, and like, I think it's like hundreds of years after the Death Star, after y- the Battle of Yavin, Mm-hmm. There's actually multiple uh, force groups out there. There's like an imperial force group that's not like bad guys empire, but like they use the force as like knights of the force. And then there's oh. the Jedi and there's mm-hmm. the Sith. So there's been this evolution of ways to see the force and ways sure. to use the force, which again, it's hard to explore into a TV show slash movie. It's super easy to do it in book, right. but it makes the universe feel alive and growing, not stagnant like episode seven makes me feel the universe. Uh, Episode seven in the uh, Skywalker series makes me feel the universe is being so stagnant. So it's been 30 years, nothing has changed. The empire is still there, but now they're the first order. The new Republic is still completely ineffective Mm -hmm. as usual. They get wiped out in one spell swoop. So uh, to to build on that like evolution of the Jedi, I feel like that's why a lot of the games, like if you look at... um, uh, Jedi Academy or uh, the Jedi Knight series where you play as Kyle Katarn like oh, I love there's a lot series. or or even um you know Knights of the Old Republic that game like mm-hmm. you you can build a good you can have a Jedi who is a, a Jedi someone who is a, a good person out to save people protect people but also who is like no I I, I lightning that guy because they were attacking children or something like you, you can have that ability to build a character that uses that kind of delves into some of the I don't want to say dark, so like it's it's the dark side, but it's it feels like more offense they versus can be a defense. They're more complex character. They're not just light yeah. side, dark side. They're a mix of and, things. They and I feel like to, to me, that's a more well-rounded character, knowing that like I've studied both yeah. angles. I know that you know I, I use the force for good, but if like if right. shit's going down, like right. I will I will protect what I am you know the things that I have sworn to protect, kind of a thing. And I, right. I feel like that that felt a little more human. Mm-hmm. Than just like nope, if you do, if you even so much as think that you're like somebody, Palpatine's gonna come down and be like, "Here's your T-shirt, here's your dark cloak, here's your <laughs> lightsaber, come on to the Death Star." Like, good, it's, good, it's, 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 do it, do it, do it. Oh, All right, well let's let's wrap up the Book of Boba Fett talk here as we mm-hmm. tangent off into the Force and Star Wars and everything, um, because it Star Wars is great. Uh, episode seven is fun. Just a bunch of shit exploding. Two badass Mandalorians beating the shit out of everybody. Good stuff. Good stuff. Wild Wild West town shootout. Exactly. Why why would everybody drive in on basically the wagon, jump out of the wagon, and then just jump behind the wagon? One solid grenade, one because solid explosive, the entire group is going away. Like, spread the mu- spread out, please. <laughs> well, Show so some essentially, tact- basic tactical know-how. It, it's essentially, the pikes walked up, and there was that one that they were like, hey, no grenades. Aw. Aw. <laughs> He's like sitting there, he came to the battlefield, and all he brought was grenades. I'm trying he to bring a the single setting, rifle. But the map settings say no grenades. Well, fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's already and then started. meanwhile, later later in the battle, he's sitting there. Boy, I wish we had some grenades right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, bitch, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> so, overall thoughts on Mandalorian. We'll kind of go around the horn here. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. I didn't. It's it's fine. It was fun. Uh, it left it left more to be desired for me. I think is the overall 
thing for me anyway. I want I want like more of like the as I said the the crime syndicate stuff with Boba Fett. And if we get a second ep- a second season about that, I'm all for it. Yeah, cool. Anybody else? I would give it uh, you know, like a thumbs up rating. It's good, it's entertaining. It has flaws. Sure. Um I one thing I've been curious about and I won't get into this anymore, but just on my own I don't know. I'm just curious about this. Did they just kind of put this out there or were they planning this from a long time? Because it, it, Mandalorian feels like they really planned it. And this show kind of feels like they just kind of made it. I think That's the reaction I mean. from Boba Fett showing up in Mandalorian mm-hmm. caused this to happen. That but then again, at the yeah. end of Mandalorian, you see Boba Fett take the Jabba's throne. Mm-hmm. I, well, it, I guess I, it was kind of planned out. Just it doesn't feel as much as Mandalorian to your yeah, point. It, and that goes back to the fact that when Boba Fett comes back, that was Robert Rodriguez that directed that episode. Mm. And then I think with the plan of doing that, he was able to somehow make it more of his show. Sure. For better or for worse. For um, worse, yeah. Yeah. I, it, but, it didn't suck. So I'm happy. Yeah. It's so like, let's I'm see glad. where the crowd reaction is. Yeah. So it's it's like, I it, it didn't suck. I'm happy about that because that's Boba Fett's my favorite. Um, but yeah, like Eric said, and I, I hope there's more with better stuff in it next season. Mm-hmm. More knee darts. Yeah, always more knee darts. <laughs> Shotgun blast. Yeah. <laughs> we st- still need to go back with him and his Return of the Jedi shit, and he has to kick someone with his poison spiked shoes because that's oh, yeah, the thing they, they didn't <laughs> use yet. So I'm not quite satisfied, but we'll see. Okay. Plan, sir. Um, I definitely. If you're a Star Wars fan, you have to watch this in order to keep mm-hmm. up with Mandalorian and whatever else is going on in the universe. Mm-hmm. Individual show, it's kind of hard to get through if you have no prior context, nothing to it. However, mm-hmm. if you have if you have watched The Mandalorian, I highly recommend watching uh, Book of Boba sure. Fett. It, yeah, they're very it similar. adds more. It does not remove anything. It does not take away from the universe built. It only adds more to it, which... You know, as on this group, there's very few times which adding more to a plot doesn't make it better. Mm-hmm. Sure, true. It's no philosopher, that's for sure. I was about to say, what are the recommendations for next for you Where? know our next show about what we have to watch to keep up? Oh my god! Uh, it, it, <laughs> if nobody's seen it, Velocipaster on Amazon is the dumbest, greatest movie I've ever seen in my entire life i i'm up for a velocipaster it's it's it is oh (laughs) my god it's self-aware yeah you you just you just said the one phrase that turns me off of something you're like it's the dumbest greatest i'm like no there's either one or the other oh my god it's It's self-aware it's it's self-aware stupidity it was made for like we're okay with it we're gonna uh roll into it it feels like a movie that had a budget because it's a B grade movie. That there's mm-hmm. no way around it. It feels like it had a budget of five thousand dollars, and they just said, "Well, we're gonna lean into this hardcore. Like the acting is terrible on purpose. The CGI is terrible <laughs> on purpose because there's the opening scene. Tony, a car explodes, and instead of showing it or like having a VFX for it, it just says." Car on fire VFX. In <laughs> it's great. Okay. Uh, it's, 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 uh, go ahead. 
so there's some fourth wall breaking. Okay, you can. It, it, oh yeah. Oh, lead no, with it, that. It, lead with that. Don't tell me it's dumb or I won't see it. The music doesn't <laughs> line up with the shots. <laughs> it's amazing. That's it's really so good. stupidly funny because you're just sitting there and like they're having this whole song play and the scene keeps going after the song has ended and I'm just like. <laughs> They know they're doing this. That's what's so great about it. it it's self-aware of how dumb it is. And that's mm-hmm. what makes it great. And like, uh, the ninjas. The ninjas are the best. It's a dude <laughs> who gets cut on the hand by a, like a fossil of a velociraptor tooth that become, fights crime as a velociraptor, except the crimes are ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and he's he's a priest. He's not a pastor. He's, he's, he's a, a Catholic priest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do highly recommend. Funny as Velocipaster. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> I do highly recommend you have somewhat of inebriation while watching it, because you'll you'll lean into the funny more than you would the stupidity. But like, and to, uh, to yes. Sam's point, like they paid for songs to like the rights for songs to put in there. And it's like, we're using the whole song. If we're paying for the rights, you're getting the full Monty of the song. <laughs> there's a, there's a love scene in the middle of it to a rock ballad. That's like five and a half minutes long. <laughs> and they run out of material to where they use flashbacks from out the movie. <laughs> I'll have to send you, a, I'll have to send you a scene of one of my favorite parts, Tony of the movie and get your reaction. Then we'll, then we'll decide on that. That'll, but, that really will determine whether or not you'll want to watch it. <laughs> I know yeah. what Steve was talking about. Yeah. That's and another then, thing. Uh, go ahead, Sam. Uh, has uh, I know Eric, I think I heard him watching a couple of the episodes, but did uh, Tony watch Smiling Friends at all? I have not yet. Uh, that is, I'll, that's still on my list. Uh, also, news-wise, did you see Amazon bought MGM Studios? Mm-hmm. No. Interesting. So the company that put out James Bond, basically. Right. They bought MGM for eight and a half billion dollars. Mm. Mm. So we'll see what happens. I would expect the next James Bond movies to come out instantly in theaters and on Amazon Prime Video. Sure. So keep an eye on that. They have a thing about yeah. spies, don't they? They want to have Jack Reacher. I won't be surprised if they buy the Bourne Ultimatum. Jack <laughs> oh, and then they're going to do. Your- the yeah, Avengers that's... of Spies. <laughs> Double Dude, Let's go. Let's go. And then all they got to do go. is get Ethan Hunt from fucking uh, Mission Impossible. All four of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Good. I'm, I'm in. in. <laughs> I'm in. I am conflicted. If they find that. a way to shoehorn <laughs> Henry Cavill in there, I'm, I'm full. Oh, yeah. He, he was not? in Man from Uncle. Ooh, that's he true. was that's also true. in Mission Impossible. He's also in Mission Impossible and dies, so we have to figure yeah. that out. Make him the new James Bond. It'll be fine. Make him the new James Hammer. Bond. I haven't seen a Mission Impossible after two because I don't fucking care. Actually, oh, the they're just so was good. The, the two is the worst by far. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Three's far. pretty bad. Oh, three sucks. You're right. The later <laughs> ones are really good, though. Like the most recent ones are the best. Because they just go, hey, this is a. This is an action-packed spy movie. That's it. And That's fights. it. And if you pay attention to the plot, you're going to really hurt after that. Yeah, and that's well, my I'm... problem. <laughs> I like Fallout a good spy good. movie, not just shit blowing up. But it's it, was, so it had a good twist. Fallout had a good twist, I think, in it. Like, the overarching enemy plot, like, what his plan was, I was like, that's actually, sure, I really yeah. like that idea. I like yeah. that. That's pretty clever, actually. Yeah. 
Yep. Cool. Oh, and then uh, Elden Ring got 122 million sales. Woo! So what? it is a well-received <laughs> game. A lot of people are buying that game. Yeah, a lot more people than that I expected. I thought I didn't think anybody was going to buy mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. I think the whole tagline of it's Dark Souls but easier was and like easier quote unquote parentheses hashtag not really it is easier um because there's so much shit in that game there's so many spells and weapons and options Mm -hmm. that you can (laughs) you can fuck some shit up (laughs) (laughs) i guess stay tuned for that review (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, um also the uh netflix marvel stuff mm -hmm. was taken off netflix and put on disney plus and every time you log into disney plus like once they put them on they ask if you're okay with a mature rating and if you want to lock it so that gives me hope for moon knight it's going to be like the daredevil series and and they have said that they are going to make daredevil season four yay which really pumps me up because daredevil is my favorite marvel anything that they've made in the mcu just because of how gritty and dark it is oh i think i, I know where nick's going with this hold on oh he's everybody's leaving what no, What's the, what, what up sir oh nick's to, back i was gonna i was gonna say besides spider-man Sp- no i haven't seen spider-man yet uh i would say well no i was saying that they're making a daredevil season oh. four it's like they've, oh. they've confirmed that they're going to do that so oh, yeah. and, and daredevil season one and three anyway Ooh. are my favorite MCU stuff. They're really good. Packaged together. I'm, I'm hoping. So I know. No, I know this is a. That's visual, what he was gonna. That's the thing I was getting. That's, that's yeah. what I want. So there's literally a scene where he shit. just goes up <laughs> the stairs and just fucking in his suit, mm-hmm. which they have confirmed he has a fucking suit. Yeah. And he just <laughs> like, literally beats the shit out of people. Oh my god. And not not like a superhero suit, like a, a suit and tie, suit. like a, 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 a three piece suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That's what that Anthony oh, so was reading in my mind. He's like, yeah. I, know yeah. I saw you go over thing. to your books and I'm like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> He's going for the books. <laughs> uh, Sam, and Elden Ring sold 12 million copies, not 122 oh. million. I, I, I was like, 122 million. 122 million, million in sales. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, in sales, yeah. Fuck you, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> he has Egyptian ghost armor. It should have been a ghost today. Because now you're getting punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the trailer for uh, Moon Knight was just kind of like showing us the first episode or two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel because it's, I think it's eight episodes or ten, maybe. I don't remember what they said. I think eight is sort of, seven to eight has been their standard for series releases so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Disney Plus is getting better and better as we talk about it. It is. It's so. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap things up? No, I, I feel that. like I've talked enough. <laughs> More Star Wars? <laughs> Actually, Jack Reacher on Amazon Prime. I know that guy swung out earlier. He's a good show. I, yeah, I've heard it's, it's not the Tom Cruise Jack. Well, yeah, they didn't hire a five foot eight actor and put him on blocks and like, hey, he's actually taller than Colby Smulders, which he's not. He's well, got to run. You also feel like when this guy hits people in this series, you're like, oh, that guy is not going to get back. John Krasinski's not getting out. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's that uh, no, it's, John Krasinski. Oh, that Jack um, Reacher's different than Jack Ryan. I Jack Ryan. Yeah. Jack Ryan is John Krasinski, but right. that's a good series too. Like, yeah. it's not great, but it's, it's fun. But yeah. uh, Jack Reacher was Alan Richardson. 
Richardson? Yeah, uh, right. That's a different. Um, uh, he played in Red. Blue Mountain State as one of the crazy characters, and then he was in the Hunger Games Part Two as one of like the main tribute guys. Oh, okay. well, he gets he gets killed off really early though, doesn't he? <laughs> he has like three <laughs> scenes: one where yeah. he's like talking to the main, talking to like the news guy, and then yeah, he gets shot. I think the the basically fits the Jack Reacher profile of big muscle dude that yeah. like. Can, can kill you with a punch. Is he supposed to be a spy or a soldier? No. Well, he's a, he's an ex-soldier, and okay. you find out in the show, but he starts off as like a, a basically a vagrant. Oh, okay. Got it. Like he walks into town. <laughs> and then he just kind of deals with all the bullshit in town. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then everything that happens in the town, he just ends up dealing right. with. And then, I've seen the part right, where he helps the, the dog out. Just... I love when he beats mm-hmm. the shit out of the guy with the dog. Like, it's just like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for us this episode. Thanks for tuning in, as always. If you'd like to support the show, head on over to anchor.fm backslash for idiots and a dream, or Anthony A. Grillo should be under there as well. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Don't forget to like and subscribe as well. Bye.